listening to episode 29, chapter 5 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Trisha Rhodes about her book, Sacred Chaos, Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Trisha Rhodes specializes in helping others experience God's presence through practicing soul care. An adjunct professor for Fuller Theological Seminary and author of seven books, including the acclaimed The Soul at Rest, she's a practiced minister with over 40 years of experience. With a rich background in Christian spirituality and a Ph.D. in leadership studies, Trisha draws from a broad spectrum to create life-giving tools that can make anyone's spiritual journey relevant and meaningful. Throughout this week's episode with Trisha Rhodes, our conversation has focused on how we can integrate the spiritual disciplines into our lives, even when our lives are filled with chaos. There is something incredibly refreshing to hear that the spiritual disciplines can be practiced in a variety of ways. We don't have to feel bound to spending a solid hour each morning in isolated prayer. For some of us, because of the season of life we're in, we are doing good just to get in 15 minutes alone with Jesus. Don't feel bad about that. Be grateful for it. For the time that you have, make the most of it. The spiritual disciplines aren't meant to establish a new standard or law we must live up to. They are meant to be practices that help us create space to be with and hear from God, to grow in our relationship with Him. We often miss this point when we talk about the disciplines because that word holds such negative connotations. But I hope our conversation with Trisha this week has shown you that spiritual disciplines can be a means to walking with God in freedom and to grow in His grace. And this comes through so prominently in Trisha's life and work. And so it isn't surprising that freedom and grace have been a highlight to how God has worked in her life as well. What do you hope people come away from the book after reading um, Sacred Chaos? What transformation are you praying takes place in their lives? You know, the first word that comes to my mind is freedom, um, because I feel like people live in such a sense of bondage to expectations of themselves, uh, from others, what they think God expects. And I am a firm believer that the freer we are, the more we're going to run to Jesus. And that's what we want in the long run anyway. So I feel like that's the whole thing I'm trying to do in the book is set people free to play around, try things out, accept the life they have and find ways to connect with God in the midst of it. Because I I think once you start tasting him in those ways, you're just going to want more and you will find other ways to do that. Final question. This is one of the questions we love to ask our guests, and um, that it is: uh, What's the most valuable thing that you've learned uh, in the Christian life? And uh, to give you a moment to think about it, what we found is that people we go through many different conversions throughout our lives, and um, usually we have these encounters with Jesus that once we've had them and we've had a realization or that meeting, nothing can ever be the same. Everything from that point on is is different, and um, and so again, it, it, you probably have many of those. But uh, does one come to mind? 
Oh yeah, I, definitely. And I'll, it, it takes a little story. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. I, I came to out of legalism through a journey of, of, um, God getting bigger and bigger and greater and greater and me saying, if he's so big and so great, well, who am I? And wrestling with, well, he doesn't even need me because I, I know this can sound really silly, but I assumed he needed me. That's what I was taught growing up. You have a responsibility to the world. You've got to, you know, their blood will be on your hands if you don't do all this. And so I remember the night I said to my husband, I, I was depressed. I said, I just understand God doesn't need me and I don't know what to do. And my husband, who's all wise and understands grace, he said to me, well, that's just it. You really can't do anything, can you? And of course, that made me really mad because I wanted a list. <laughs> he said, well, do why don't you try this, this and this? I would have been happy because that's that's what I thought I needed. So I went to bed very distraught. I woke up in the morning and I got up to and spent some time with God. And I was just sitting there. And all of a sudden, he began to give me a vision of my whole life. All the things I had done for him, quote unquote. I By then, I'd written a couple of books. I'd done, you know, I'd led worship for years. I'd taught. I'd, and, and I see it all in a fire burning up. And... I am just weeping the whole time. I'm watching everything I'd ever done, just burning, burning, burning until all I could see is ashes. And I, I think it was about 20 minutes. I'm just weeping. And I say to the Lord, God, is there anything left? Because I just felt like my whole life had been a waste. And out of those ashes came the word grace. And God spoke to me very clearly. He said, and this is going to say, may sound sacrilegious, but he said, Tricia, I've always worked in spite of you, and I always will. And that was the lesson to me. I went back to my books, and I looked at them with a different eye, and I realized it had been him, because they would have been so legalistic if, if they'd been me, and they weren't. And I knew then that it's all always been him. It's all grace. He's going to use us whatever we do or don't do. He loves us. He wants to partner with us uh, to bring about his will in our in our world. And um, so that's the freedom I, I hope I can uh, call people to. Well, thank you so much for that story. And uh, thank you so much for your work, too. Uh, where can people go to, to follow your work and to, uh, yeah, stay up to date with what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, my blog is uh, soul at rest dot com s-o-u-l-a-t-r-e-s-t dot com um and so that's really the best place to keep up with me great and we will link to that in the show notes and uh we definitely highly encourage everybody to um pick up a copy of sacred chaos uh, on amazon wherever books are sold i'm sure so uh it, it's been a great read there are so many just for the experiments alone again she guides you through some excellent exercises and so it, even if you don't read the rest of it which you absolutely should i've been reading it as a devotional each day i've just been taking one of the disciplines and it's just been a great way of, of reading the reading the book. Um, but you should definitely check it out. It will be definitely worth your time. Uh, Trisha, thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing your heart and your wisdom with us today. Thank you. It's been a blessing. I love what Trisha said. I've always worked in spite of you and I always will. 
We have this idea that God uses us and works through us as if there's something valuable in us that makes his work better. If we truly hold that belief, it means we have some kind of reason to boast in our contribution to God's work. The primary sin in humanity is a desire to be like God and to rule in his place. It's a desire to be good enough in and of ourselves. It's a desire to have the glory instead of God. And this is exactly what Paul was warning against in 1 Corinthians 1 when he said, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. When God works, he gets all the glory. And sometimes we like to think we contribute something to God's work as a way to make ourselves feel valuable, to give ourselves something to boast about, even though we may not label it as boasting. And this really gets to the heart of Trisha's book, Sacred Chaos. We want so badly to be in control and to have nice, ordered lives where everything runs on a schedule, where we practice spiritual disciplines at 6 a.m. every morning without interruptions as we watch the sunrise in perfect quiet. But this is rarely how life works. It's chaotic, it's messy, and it's frustrating. It bumps up against our desire for control, our desire to have something to boast about, and we want that so badly we often miss moments with God in the chaos around us. So today, I don't want you to do anything in response to this episode other than be aware of God's presence in the chaos of your day. He's there walking through that chaos with you. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trisha and her work, check out soulatrest.com. If you like what you've heard this week, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player you use. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.